Spoiler. Spoiler. Armor. Armor. This is Spoiler Armor. Hello and welcome to Spoiler Armor. I'm Mick Jordan. And I'm Marina Gorski. And our next part to the double bill is Oppenheimer. I'm just thinking, should we put Oppenheimer first? Well, we would recommend viewing Oppenheimer first, yeah. followed by Barbie as dessert. But yeah. we have just basically now seen both. Yeah. Just, we've just, we're just finished talking about Barbie. And we're now going to talk about Oppenheimer, which we both saw separately at the weekend. So I'm imagining you were impressed, given you're a Christopher Nolan fan anyway. And mm. it is, I was impressed. Were you? Yes, absolutely. I thought it was... Like, I didn't know what to expect again. Same with Barbie. Like, I didn't know what to expect because there was hype with this. But also because Nolan is weird with his films. Like, he does good, good, very good um, non-linear films. Mm -hmm. So, like, when you think of Inception and uh, Memento and stuff like that, I'm always like, you know, it. I kind of expect a degree of that. But then again, after he did Dunkirk even though it wasn't linear, it was still based on true stuff. Like, this is the thing. I never know with him what how the film is going to go because if it's based on facts, you know, I don't know how where he's going to take the film. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like, mm, three hours of a film about an atomic bomb. You know, I don't... Mm, it must be good because it's him. Exactly. And it was. It was yeah. really, really good. Oh, like, obviously, Killian Murphy was amazing. But even... Robert Downey Jr. Oh my God. He was really good. Yeah, they were all really, really good. And it actually reminded me of Asteroid City. I was like, I wonder if the city they created... <laughs> I was thinking to, of that Yeah, is the one that's now an Asteroid City. Because <laughs> we watched that one as well, guys. As we did mention that. Yes. We were just, we were, the last time I think we were talking to people was just before going into it. Yes, true, very true, very true. So we did like it, by the oh, way. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we didn't review it afterwards in a quick dismissive review. Yeah. Um, I would agree with all you said there. And I was looking at it from the point of view of only someone like Christopher Nolan could get away with it. Now, there has been other films about this. There was mm. a television series called Oppenheimer in 1980. I've since found out. But I also happened to see myself a film called um, Little Boy or... Big something and little boy or something like that, which is about the same Manhattan Project. It's mainly about the Manhattan Project. This is obviously about a lot more. And Paul Newman was in that, playing the Matt Damon character. Okay. In this, so it was interesting because I was very good as well, wasn't Matt he, Damon. Matt Damon? Yeah. But this, I was watching because as soon as I forgot this film, the original one, something and little boy, um, I saw years ago, like since nineteen ninety or something like that, in the film festival at the time. It disappeared after that. And I'd forgotten about it until Matt Damon appeared in this film. And I knew he was in it. Then I said, you know, he looks very like Paul Newman did in that. Oh, my God, it's the same story. So it was that sort of flashback. Yeah. But even and that was an inter- entertaining film. But this I was thinking, how can like if it was anyone else, you wouldn't bother. No. Go and see this. No. So it's a, such a really obscure subject. That's matter. what I mean. Like, it's just. And it's one of the most successful films out there. Like, yeah. it's the second most successful film at the moment after Barbie. Yeah. Like, it's a huge hit. And you think it's largely because it's Nolan. Yeah. But when you think as well, it's a three-hour film where most of it is people talking. Yeah. There's no real action in it. There is some major action set pieces. Yeah. Because obviously it's about a nuclear bomb. But it's made be, but it's so dramatic and tense. Yeah. The way it's done. And sad. Like, oh, yeah. a, a lot of the times, it's very sad. Because 
I can imagine how he felt creating one of the like kind of I wouldn't say biggest inventions but in a way a big like a life-changing invention that for him would mean so much the recognition and all this but then mm-hmm. knowing what it can cause oh god but yeah. knowing what would happen if he didn't and these kind of things and all of these like him stuck in that like catch 22 nearly situation and then to be questioned later on well and it was just like i was like oh my god like i can i understand why he went through so many like anxiety induced kind of panic attacks and stuff mm-hmm. like horrible absolutely horrible and of course emily blunt was brilliant as well as his wife um but yeah just i don't know and it, it felt like me if it, it felt like me it felt to me like the story was very much amadeus and um what's the rival's name Amadeus and Mozart or Salieri Salieri so Strauss and really yeah because, that's gas yeah because Christopher Nolan got the cast to watch Amadeus oh and to base it on because exactly that yeah oh you're okay, doing it. you oh. think like Christopher Nolan but <laughs> that's it, yeah extraordinary. But, well when you watch it it is it, it, when they start saying oh but you so you did this because you felt betrayed and all this so they go back to a certain moment and I was looking at it, I was like, geez, your ego must be really big for you to be hurt by a little comment like that. Like, and I know it's your life's work and stuff like that, but it's still that kind of like, really go uh, no. out of your way. I thought, well, you're giving away a bit much there. Be careful. Because I mean, I didn't know any of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, end, yeah. True, so. true, true, true. But true, I will true. say, I will just say on that, that humility, I felt sorry for him on that. I felt, oh, come on, you're being a bit of a shit. Yeah. By doing that, so it was a shitty thing to do that such and such a person did. Yeah. Um, but it was an way of reaction, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, that is petty-minded. People yeah. are very up themselves. But yet the whole, as you said, the whole tragic thing of it is, it is typical of what happens. Like these people, Oppenheimer effectively saved the world in one regard. Well, that's arguable. But still, then, and America, like put America so far forward and then they turned on him yeah. like this because of his socialist leanings. Yeah. The same thing happened to Alan Turing in England who did the Enigma machine yeah. and then was arrested for being, being gay, gay. Yeah. caught, caught um, in a relationship and was forced to be chemically castrated so as not to do this anymore or else go to prison and committed suicide. And I mean, this is the man who saved Britain from the Nazis. Yeah. And this is a deterrent. And I mean, the same thing happens here. Like we've killed Michael Collins and there's so many. There's just. So this might. The lesson to this is like the lesson from Barbie was <laughs> girls assert yourself. The lesson from Oppenheimer and all these things. Men do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> just sit quiet. Fuck off. Yeah. No, no. I mean, no, for your own sake. Yeah, I know. Just yeah. lie low. Be calm. Yeah. But I'll leave that aside. As I said, it's such a limited subject yeah. seems to be in itself for three hours for, as well particularly for three hours but it's so well done it's yeah. so dramatic and the use of black and white well, this and colour and what you're well. saying about linear yeah. the fact that it's not linear it's, it's not it's, linear um, but yeah but it, but this is what I mean it's that kind of like I, and I knew he wasn't going to do it as linear but that's why I was kind of like yeah but if it's based on real life and it's based on a fact how is he going to do this three hours long so I was like how is he going to keep people entertained but mm. he does and it's just so good and I think I love the way and this is not giving away the ending but at the end one of the characters say you know you were so worried about 
no, okay. Like, the, the, the last phrase that he says is that, you know, they might have not have been talking about you at all. They were probably oh, yeah. talking about something far more important. And I just love that because it's a dig in itself. Oh, yeah. Because, it is it, all because, the... because when you think about it, people that are that highly regarded and are that intelligent are so trapped in their own bubble thinking they are the best things ever and they you know and there's so much more going on around you mm-hmm. and i just i just loved that 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 line was just so perfectly delivered and just a perfect line where you know it kind of hits you then it's like yeah of course what the fuck is wrong with you like you know the kind of way and it's just brilliant and even having like einstein i thought your man looked very much like him oh right <laughs> in the film as well well, you see, I know who, I know the actor. Like that's Tom mm. Conti, and again, I was delighted to see him because I haven't even seen him in years. Just what we're saying about Rhea Perlman in Barbie. This is another veteran of the eighties. He was a big star of British cinema in the eighties. And do you recognise him from anything at all? I, he's he looks familiar, obviously being Einstein, but um, <laughs> he does look familiar. Familiar, and I'm trying to think. Well, he was in. Did you see Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence? No. With the book. Well, the other thing you definitely will have seen him in was he was Emily's father in Friends. Remember when they went to was England he? and they, he was the father who was trying to get Elliot Gould to oh, buy yes. everything. That's Tom Conti. Yeah, he was trying Though to. Though that's not really why you would should remember it because he's a very good actor. <laughs> yes, you, see, you remember right the last little detail. He wanted so, the gazebo, yeah. So, yeah. so this is how you, he's either I Einstein floors, or. <laughs> yeah. But. Well, like I was very impressed with all the cast people like that that kept appearing. We won't mention who they were, but some of them you say, "Oh, that's such and such, that's yeah. such," and it was really well done as that. But the whole what I'm saying about the linear thing was, a lot of the time I couldn't tell when it was going on, because there is it's in black and white at some point, so you know it's a certain yeah. time. But there's still two different time eras, and it only dawned on me afterwards, the black and white. It's basically two characters, mm. and um, one of them is. Um, like it's Killian Murphy it's, it's Oppenheimer and then there's Robert Downey Jr like that's what they say to start yeah. fission and fusion so the bits that are in colour are Oppenheimer's side of things and the bits that are in black and white are the other guys so in yeah. fact some of the scenes in some of the time zones they're in black and white and colour Yeah. so it isn't the, the, the um, what would you say the colour or black and white is not to indicate when Yeah. it's whose point yeah. of view you're seeing and that was excellent yeah. when I realised that and I said they're not handing it to me telling me when it is work it out for yourself yeah and that just adds to the complication of and, it uh, well I went to see it with my brother and um, obviously there's loads of comments throughout the film taking piss out of the film not specifically like oh because the film is shit or anything just little comments like when Matt Damon did ap- appear <laughs> my brother just goes oh look Freddie Mercury and uh, it was him no was it him or was it um it was someone else, but it was some character that clearly, obviously, wasn't, but looked very much like Freddie Mercury, I think. And no, there's the actor who played Rami Malek. No, this is what I'm getting to. All right. He, we At the beginning of the film, he says, oh, look, Freddie Mercury. And then later on, Rami Malek appears like, no, there's Freddie Mercury. <laughs> and then at the bit of the bomb, he said to me, he's like, this is the perfect moment when they do set off the bombs to fart because no one would hear it. And then the bit of the bomb is just silent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then he sent me that video of someone actually farting expecting the bomb to be very loud which but if you follow Marina on Twitter or any of her social media I'm sure she'll share it with you yes spoiler <laughs> Rama will put it up alright we'll be putting it up too apparently um, but yeah 
we had a, quite a bit of fun in that. <laughs> okay, well, I'm so glad I didn't yeah. go with you then. Oh, yeah. Um, no, well, no, with me and my brother. See, if it's me, if it was me and my brother watching Barbie, there'd be other sorts of comments. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, um, yeah, and he enjoyed it. He Like, I was shocked because I was like, oh, God. He invited me to go to watch the film. So I was like, right. I said, you know, it's three hours long. And he's like, no, I know. And he really enjoyed it. And it's okay. something that, like... And he told me he, he was before a few weeks ago. He's like, oh, before I knew Oppenheimer was coming to the cinema, he said, I was actually looking up stuff about bombs. I was like, oh, be careful. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> yeah. I was like, be careful. But he was just interested because there was documentaries on it, I think, that came out probably the beginning of the year because probably of Oppenheimer or whatever okay. things being re-released and stuff like that. So he started watching stuff like that and, and, you know, how things are being built and all the politics around it. So he really enjoyed this. Um, so I was happy that I got to bring him to that um yeah so anyway i really liked it well i did too and i also enjoyed like you saw it in um just a cine world yeah and i saw it in the ifi um in 70 millimeter and uh, with the little circles in the corner have i ever told you about that because uh, i was thinking that while watching the film i must tell <laughs> marina sometime about the fact that film have these little circles in the corner did really? i explain it to you no you never Okay, so you're being Barbie now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is an in-joke between myself and Marina that you can find on the special edition Spinal Tap. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> I think people are guessing the in-joke now. But what struck me when I went to see it yesterday, as I went to see it half twelve in the afternoon. Mm. Three-hour film, half twelve in the afternoon. At least you get out of the still light out. Pardon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, when I came out then as well, the next showing was half four. Mm. So I came out at half three and I just went to toilet. So basically, by the time I got out of the IFI, it was a quarter to, so it was 45 minutes before the next screening and there was a queue going up then into Eustace Street. And these are people with tickets. They're yeah. not queuing to get, because when I arrived, I had half an hour to spare and I arrived in there's a big queue to go in. And I said, oh my God, they're queuing obviously to get the best seats. Now I still got a fine seat when I went, to, I didn't bother queuing. I just went to the toilet, came out the queue, gone in because they'd opened the doors. But it's sold out. All the screenings that I've looked up on the IFI, the, the night screenings, are constantly sold out. Yeah. Which is, I'm Same so delighted about this. Everything is just absolutely, it's just sold out. I can't get tickets for anything. Like. Oh, yeah, but this is, it's like you saw it in, Barbie saw it in the IFI as well. Like, it's so funny to me, yeah. the IFI is, and the Lighthouse, which is shown them both as well. And they posted all over their social media. Thank you so much, everyone. We had the biggest weekend we've ever had because it was jammed. For both films. Oh, good for them. Delighted. But, uh, but it's Thank a, you, Greta Gerwig and I'm Christopher Nolan. It's so delighted for the films. Yeah. And the very fact that they're so completely opposite each yeah. other. And yet everyone's going to see both of them. Like yeah. everyone was saying, which will you go and see well, one or the is, other? This is why the hype in a way helps because yeah. we were even doing these edits of Barbenheimer, they call oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, I just saw that. And um, they were brilliant. So people actually want to go and see both because yeah. they're so polar opposites that they... they in a way, they are. But that, but that's that's why it's perfect to go and see them both. Yeah. Like, uh, because a lot of time you have when films are in competition with each other, they're very similar. Mm. So it is one or the other. But this is just so completely different. But yeah. they're both excellent. And they're both major filmmakers yeah. at the top of their game. And still people, like, which I find amazing, is that men also want to see Barbie. Oh, yeah. Like, you have... There's so many TikToks out there. And it's so funny because... Um, it's great to see that there is a part of our generation that's that don't follow Andrew Tate and still support women. Um, 
that I've seen people wearing wigs to go watch it to pretend they're <laughs> women to go in and not be judged for going in and watching, you know, Barbie and um, being very camp and oh, yeah. all of this. But like really n- nice to see and making kind of light of all that and then taking the wig off to go see Oppenheimer. <laughs> putting on a hat. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> well, I'd say it probably is fair. These people are probably the majority. Yeah. It's only the minority are the ones you hear about because they're the ones making all the noise. Mm. The Andrew Tate fans and so on. Like, it, they're all, it's always the extremists you hear from because yeah. they'll shout and shout and shout and shout. And then while the majority are the quiet majority who just don't believe any of this shit. They just don't care. Yeah, just don't listen to them. So, yeah. okay, well, we wrap that up. Our double bill podcast review of for Brocken, what was it Barbenheimer Barbenheimer, Barbenheimer is what they say um, I'm going to give that a five stars review as yeah, well ten. like these are the two films of the year yeah. for me along with many other films of the year because it's been a very good year it has actually surprisingly um, well not surprising Surpri- yeah I guess okay well we'll leave it there thank you for listening I've been Mick Jordan and I've been Marina Gorski <laughs> 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 Spoiler Spoiler Anna Anna Marina's lovely People are shite